Moses spoke to the people, saying, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you. The scholars say clearly this was a prophecy of the coming of Jesus, a prophet like Moses. But what does that mean, to be a prophet like Moses? Who who was Moses? What do we associate with him? Of course, leading of the Israelites out of bondage in Egypt. Moses points to freedom. Secondly, of course, the Word of God. Moses on Mount Sinai, receiving the Ten Commandments from the Lord, seeing God face to face, though, is the third, and I propose most significant, way that Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Moses. For Moses saw God face to face, not a physical face of God, for God has no physical face, but Moses abided in the presence of God. Exodus 34 says that when Moses entered into the tent of meeting with the Lord, he would emerge after seeing God face to face so radiant that the Israelites thought it was too much. It was too hard for them to see him. And so Moses would veil his face when he was with the others. But when he was with God, he stood face to face. It resonates with me today as we stand here in the the presence of the, the statue of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. One year ago, this Sunday, Our Lady of Mount Carmel and the statues of Therese and St. Joseph were taken from the chapel, damaged badly, repaired, returned, and paid for. Now we come to the end of this year-long saga, and we come to see face to face. A year ago, I announced something had happened. The next week, as I stood here at the pulpit, I said almost off the cuff that I hoped one day to be able to see the perpetrators, to meet them, to be able to look in their eyes, to ask, what, what were you thinking? And I wanted them to be able to see my face, our faces. For Catholics, for all Christians, we need both, don't we? Yes, there needs to be justice, but also mercy. Though I knew that the statues, out of justice, would be repaired and would be paid for and would be returned, repairing, paying, and returning is not enough. We need to see the face of the other, to be a prophet like Moses of old. Because the Christian message The Christian message is never just about Jesus dying on the cross and then, three days later, coming back to life. As remarkable as that would be, that's not the reason for our faith. Jesus did not just come back to life repaired. He came back into the fullness of the resurrection, the fullness of new life, fullness of new life that requires an encounter with the other. He does not just emerge from the tomb and that's it. 
He emerges from the tomb and then shares that life with his disciples and all those that he meets. He shares his life. He ate with them and he shared the spirit with his church. In the gospel today, there's a possessed man who comes into the synagogue. And as we read this passage, we can wonder, what was he doing there? How strange. Much like, much like we wonder what the drunken students were doing in the chapel a year ago. Why was the demoniac there in the synagogue? Didn't he have somewhere better to go? Why disturb that sleepy place of worship? We don't know. We don't know why he went there. Maybe he was a regular. Maybe it was his first time in the building. But by coming on that day, this man saw the face of a prophet like Moses. He saw the face of the full potential of the human person, a glow with light and grace. He saw the face of the Almighty unveiled. He saw Jesus. And in doing so, this man was able to find who he was, not just the influence of an evil spirit, not just the sum total of his faults, not just an evil event of the past. It was hard. Mark tells us that the demoniac cried out in torment, but he was brave. And he faced the reality. And the veil was drawn back. And he saw himself in the Lord. He found himself in the Lord. Today, we get to do something very similar. Not just because of the veiling, the unveiling of the beautiful statue of Mary, newly restored, but also even more because with us is one of the two students that was with in this space a year ago. The second student, Matt, is unable to be here because of work in the Dakotas. But Garrett is here, along with some of his friends from college, along with uh, other support, and with you, my brothers and sisters, in this holy place. Garrett. Your prank a year ago was probably the stupidest thing I've ever seen. But your presence here today, Garrett, your presence here today is by far the bravest thing I have ever seen. I thank you for being here. Your willingness not only to pay back what it cost, repair the statues, that was significant. But your presence here is an act of trust in other people, many of whom are complete strangers to you. It's an act of hope that there's more than just our failures. And there's an act of bravery that the future, the future can be better than anything that we had imagined. Brothers and sisters, to my knowledge, 
None of the rest of us have ever broken a statue in church before. And so we can sit here today in a position of righteousness. But we know. We know we do far worse whenever we break our brothers and sisters in our words and actions. Whenever we break at the the unity of the church through divisiveness, political ideologies, gossip. Whenever we damage the body of Christ through our sins. And at times, at times we avoid facing our sins. We deny them. We, we try to ignore the hurt that we have felt or that we have caused others as if they will go away. I was talking to Garrett just earlier this week, and he was acknowledging that it's been a year. He feels like things have gone well, and he was tempted just to let it ride. Have you been there before? I know I have. But if we have not, in our past, sought reconciliation with those that we have hurt, I beg you, I beg us, think of this day. If we have avoided a person that we have hurt, let us think of this day. If we've been afraid to face our sins and go to seek God's mercy in the sacrament of reconciliation, let us think of this day. And if we've not thought ourselves strong enough and resigned ourselves that no one else is doing good these days, everything else is just junk, Let us think of this day. Let us look to the face of that loving mother holding her divine son enthroned in her arms. Let us look to the face of a student who made a series of bad decisions one night but allowed light and grace to win the day. And let us look to the light of the unveiled face of the Lord and know him, the Holy One of God.